Today is Sunday, December 15th, 2019, and this is episode 242 of the Defensive Security Podcast. My name is Jerry Bell, and joining me tonight, as always, is Mr. Andrew Callett. Good evening, Jerry. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. The question is, how are you? You know, I'm I, I'm happy to report that soon we can stop talking about my health. Because awesome. I had my, my final surgery just under two weeks ago, and I've been home for a little over a week, and... So far, all my parts are working as designed, and I'm healing up nicely. And I got some big new open wounds that need to heal, but uh, all my plumbing's back together. All the Lego pieces went went back together, and uh, looks like I'm going to make it. So now you have some uh, some cool stories and uh, some more, even more cool scars. Oh my God, you have no idea. I'm going to have to make up some very interesting stories about sword fights and. <laughs> In the subcontinent to defend nuns being attacked yeah. by mercenaries or something, but you should uh, the, the scars are gnarly. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm doing good. In fact, I'm I'm hoping to even go back to work uh, after the first of the year if uh, if my doctors will sign off on it. So um, I'm I'm actually uh, surprisingly from death's door all the way back to uh, almost hundred percent. That's fantastic. You look yeah. good. You sound good. Thanks. So, Thanks. Welcome back to. Uh, your mom said the same thing. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, you are back. Great. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, how are you? I know that you were traveling and work's been crazy, but uh, you hanging in there? I am. Work is, I mean, I think that that's part of the job description of executive, right? It's, it's just perpetual craziness. Uh, and then I got to go to Disneyland, so that was quite Yay! quite awesome. And, uh, yeah, I'm feeling all all rested up and ready to go back to uh, reality now. So. so at any point on your trip, did anyone say, is there a cybersecurity executive aboard? <laughs> there was, there was no such uh, opportunity. No. I'm sorry. Someday. Some, some <laughs> someday maybe. Anyway, step forward, say I'm a cybersecurity executive. That's right. How can I audit you today? That's right. Um, so um, a couple of housekeeping things. Actually, more of an announcement today. Well, it's not really today. It was more like last week. Uh, is seven years for this podcast. So wow. That, that's that's, uh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty huh? impressive. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Well, likewise. Yeah. And then uh, a reminder that, that we uh, really, really appreciate the Patreon donors. Thank you very much. Sorry, my mute was stuck. Yes, you guys are awesome. Thank you. Seriously. Absolutely. And then finally, the thoughts and opinions, what, what, whatever. Uh, so getting into stories, uh, I, I, um, I found two, two, two interesting stories that I call the tale of two ransomware infections. Both in you should Lu- really. Both in Louisiana. Write. I know, you right. Really. I, I missed my calling. You did, yeah. Maybe you know. Maybe you can get them writing like Hallmark greeting cards for lesser known holidays. <laughs> Sorry for your ransomware attack. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this card brings you comfort as you restore your backups. <laughs> That's right. 
That's right. So uh, the first one comes from, uh, uh, it's actually a local news channel. It's um, WWLO, I think, is the, the uh, station. And uh, the title is New Orleans Government Goes Into Recovery Mode After Cyber Attack. And uh, th- so last Friday, which is just as we record this two two days ago, uh, it's unclear what variant of ransomware they were affected by, but uh, they, <clears throat> they the, uh, the New Orleans city uh, had a, had uh, what appears to be a pretty significant ransomware infection. And this is not to be confused with the state of Louisiana that also had its own which we separate will, incident, which we will talk about next. That's okay. Right. Okay. That's right. So, um, so I, I say that this, this one appears like it was managed really well. Uh, that the mayor very quickly came out and declared a state of a state of emergency for the city. Um, the, um, the it, it all intention or all appearances are that the uh, the, the IT team for the city pretty quickly investigated and uh, you know identified what happened and how it happened, and uh, and got back you know got into recovery mode. And so this the reason I I, I actually quoted this particular story versus others in ZDNet and Ars Technica and others is there's a lot of detail about what they actually are going through. So it talks about how uh, right now they're in the process, the city's in the process of re-imaging their systems. Uh, as, uh, there are other other stories not referenced in, in this one about how they announced uh, over the loudspeakers in City Hall to have everybody shut off their uh, their computers and apparently that all, that worked quite well and uh, and the 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 damage of, uh, this was described in the story and others was quite limited uh, but even so they they have a, a what what appears to be a very tight process i mean they're they're already back uh in restoring restoring data and it sounds like at least from the statements they made, that they've lost very little, if any, data as a result of the attack. Disruption of services, certainly, though. Correct, but it, yeah. it, it appears like they're probably going to be open for business. Um, so, you know, when they when they go back to work tomorrow. I do find it interesting that they were able to contact all the employees in a secondary line of communication to get everybody to shut down their computers quickly. Yeah. And that makes me think of, you know, is that something that most organizations have the capability to do, especially if you're spread out, multiple locations, work from home, remote, uh, many offices, uh, relying on email as your primary means of communication. You know, maybe it's good to establish something like a call tree or an emergency contact call-out system to call people on their cell phones to notify them of this sort of thing. It seems to save their bacon uh, to being able to get every to shut down right away. Yeah, c- clearly so. Um, you know, and it, now granted, their environment is relatively small. I mean, in the scheme of things, it's it's four thousand apparently four thousand computers they they shut off, which is you know it's, it's a sizable environment but not not as big as uh, the city of, uh, the state of Louisiana which we'll talk about next uh, but you, I think you're right I would imagine though that they probably do have other you know I, I can't imagine that they're all co-located in one location I mean a, New Orleans is a very large 
right. uh, city. And, and I, I have to believe that they have multiple, at least minimally multiple offices. So I, I point the, 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 the net point I, I wanted to bring up here is that it appears that the city of New Orleans thought this through and had a plan and then they executed on their plan. And so I say kudos to them. Yeah, that's, that's what we often talk about, which is great. I mean, it's unfortunate that it happened. And apparently, by the way, the, uh, the, they haven't said exactly how it happened, but the, uh, the, the means of entry was through stolen user ID and password. So it's unclear if that's you know, through phishing or through you know, credential reuse type, uh, type attack. So. Or even brute force or credential stuffing, yeah, who knows? Exactly. But, so somebody, somebody got access to somebody's account, which, and then spread... Yeah, we don't know. We don't know if they came in through some sort of VPN, if they came in through how they got into the environment. But My money's on RDP, but that's just me. So. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. Uh, yeah. All right. So that, then you can contrast that with what happened in the state of Louisiana. And this next story is from Ars Technica, and the title is Hacker's Paradise, Louisiana's Ransomware Disaster Far From Over. And this is now almost a month old. Uh, this this uh, this attack happened back in uh, mid-November, and it's a riot infection, which has been the bane of many organizations lately. And it appears, you know, they talk about the triple threat, which is Trickbot, Emotet, and Riot, which a lot of organizations have been wrestling with. And this is all intention or all appearances are that this is what happened to the state of Louisiana. Now, I think it's somewhat at this point pedestrian, the, the, the type of ransomware and exactly how, how it propagated and whatnot, um, because it's, and they all seem to work the same way. They harvest credentials and, and, and propagate using my favorite thing in the world, Active Directory. I had to just get that jab in. Um, I'm gonna get you a tattoo. <laughs> yes. One of these days, showing your love of Active Directory. Yes, yes. The Maybe big, right on your bicep. Big heart with eighty right in the middle. Yep. yep. Uh, so now the 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 big difference here is that it took quite some time, and I think I'm not even sure that they're actually still. Um, uh, fully recovered yet, but it, it, I think it was two weeks. This this uh, particular article here it was almost two weeks after the attack happened, and the uh, the office of motor vehicles hadn't yet opened, or hadn't yet reopened. And when they did reopen, they were only going to be op- <clears throat> opening limited offices. And then there were claims of data loss in the office of motor vehicles, and then a subsequent rebuttal by the uh, by the the state government, but there does appear, and, and I don't think this has been refuted, that the Medicaid system in Louisiana lost at least six months worth of data because their data center vendor was not apparently backing up uh, their data properly. Ouch. Yeah. So, so again, this is you know this is uh, and, you know, the thing I wanted to point out is. You know how how things can go. You know it's it always sucks. <laughs> let's let's face it. No one ever wants to be in this spot. The best thing is to avoid it in the first place. 
But it is becoming increasingly difficult, as we've talked about many times in the past. It's becoming really, really difficult to you know, to, to lock all the doors and and block all the windows. So you know, we really comes down to our our ability to react and respond and and recover from uh, from these types of attacks. And I, you know, again, just highlights you know, this is becoming and really already is. Just a, an amazingly pervasive uh, issue for many businesses, and if you don't take it seriously and have a plan, make sure your backups work. You know you're going to get bit. Yeah, yeah, that was the one point I was going to say that you just hit on, which is you've got to confirm those backups are good. Yeah. Even if you got a third party handling it, you, you better double check. Right, right. If you don't, uh, if you're not testing it, you don't have backups. Even if even if you think that they're running. You don't. You don't. So test, 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 test. Uh, and it and it's by the way that's not an easy thing to do. It it's resource you know it's very resource intensive. Costs sometimes lots of money to have a place to restore to and whatnot. So, uh, but it's it, it'll save your bacon and not just from ransomware. By the way, I mean there's lots of other uh, catastrophes that could happen where you you'll need to recover from. So. Um, yeah. yeah, we've we've had plenty of stories of malicious insiders deleting critical data on their way out the door or other other instances. So yeah, backups are not just for a checkbox. They they, they really do help. Yeah. Now, now having said that, the um, you know the, we've talked about in the past couple of shows. I didn't include it in in this week's show, but I'll just make a quick mention of it. This the city of Pensacola, Florida, was also dealing with the maze ransomware. And Maze is the one, if you'll recall, I think it was the city of Johannesburg, and there was one other who, whose name escapes me right now, um, where, where they not only encrypt your data in the traditional ransomware way, but they also steal your data. So before they before they encrypt it, they steal it, and the idea is, or the intention is, that they they really want you to pay. <laughs> And so, if you don't pay, they start releasing. Uh, they start releasing your data. And uh, in this, apparently, in the city of Pensacola, they actually did start releasing data. I don't know exactly how much, but it's which you know might seem like a viable recovery strategy. Just waiting for the release of all your data publicly. Well, that's a good point. Uh, I don't recommend it. It's probably <laughs> going to be some PR fallout, and they're usually not going to do it on your schedule. Not, yeah, it's not a great. It's not a great backup strategy. No, their SLAs for, for you know, re- releasing your data is just not great. Not very reliable at all. <laughs> I do wonder if there's a if there's a strategy there for, for dealing with these uh, these these adversaries. You know, just tell them, well, hurry up and release it because <laughs> we need the copy. Yeah, if you could release this one particular document, like no. really soon, yeah. Yeah, we kind of need that one. Yeah, that'd be good. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, th- anyway, tactics are changing. It's it's you know no longer all about just backing it up. Um, you know, the the adversaries are becoming more and more focused on monetizing, and as people are and and organizations are more able to recover their data, they have to resort to tactics like that, which will help. You know, raise the level of of payment. And you know, I think going into twenty twenty, this is just going to get worse. 
oh, and um, more pervasive. Absolutely. It's it's a hella useful technique for the bad guys, and they make a lot of money at it. So they're going to keep it up. Absolutely. All right, and then the uh, the final story for tonight comes from CSO Online, and the title is "How a Nuclear Plant Got Hacked." That sounds very ominous. It does sound ominous, and it, you know it has some stock picture with you know the nuclear warning sign overlaid on top of a data center. It's it is really quite ominous. So there's a um, there's a, a nuclear plant in India called the Kandu Kulam, I think is how you say it, nuclear power plant, I'll just call it KNPP, uh, was hacked, and the way it was disclosed was apparently how most things are disclosed these days on Twitter. And <laughs> and, and not by the organization that got hacked. Not by the, yeah, exactly. Exactly why that would be silly for them to do. Well, you know. Yep, yep. So, um... Yeah, so somebody uh, somebody announced that uh, that they were aware of a of a breach of this power plant, and then shortly after, the um, the government regulator for uh, nuclear power in in India refuted that claim and said, "Absolutely not! It's totally air gra- air gapped." Yeah, where have we heard this before? Say it with me now, kids. It's not possible. <laughs> it's totally air gapped. Uh, and and uh, so anyway, later on they did retract that statement and uh, conceded that yes, in fact, this plant was uh, was hit. Now, you know, it, the article does put a lot of uh, a lot of focus on the point that this was apparently the North Koreans, or all intentions are that, or all uh, indications are that it is the North Koreans. Uh, because of the type of, of malware that was was used, uh, but a couple things. One is there was nothing particularly particularly specific about nuclear power plants. It was customized for this particular nuclear power plant. But as far as I can tell, based on the article, it was really the administrative portion, like the the kind of the back office. Uh, it, um, you know, user network, and it did have hard-coded credentials and IP addresses, which does, you know, smack of advanced persistent threats. Uh, but So it, that tells us that they must have, the bad guys must have been doing recon originally in some way, shape, or form. Correct. To know the hard-code username, passwords, and internal IP addresses, and then come back with, you know, this modified code to directly target them. Exactly. But I would like to point out, for the record, that this is exactly how Ryak works. So it's not, sure. you know, it is, it, it, this is not the exclusive domain of advanced, you know, nation state APTs. This is a pretty... And anytime a specific group is connected to specific IOCs or specific tactics... In general, nothing stops another organization from adopting those same tactics or IOCs, either intentionally as a false flag or as a, hey, that's a good idea. It's very rare that any of this stuff is proprietary once it gets well known. Absolutely. I mean, you got so you got all these security companies writing blogs about what they found. And you got to imagine, you know, both other nation states and you know organized crime gangs are reading those blogs. Not that I, I don't think that 
those blogs should be written. It's just that they learn from each other. Like if it's a yeah. good idea, why not? Why wouldn't you do it? Well, and this is what makes attribution so difficult. Uh, and why I think for most of us in the trenches, attribution is typically not all that useful to us because it doesn't change our, our job. Uh, but I, but executives always want to know. And I think there's a bit of a perversive incentive being built around this attribution model where for lack of a good answer, we come up with our best possible answer and the reality gets abstracted away into, well, it was the North Koreans or it was, you know, APZ 10 or it was, and in general, most of the time, I think that's difficult to prove. But, you know, not to go down a rat hole, but I think, I guess my fundamental point here is be cautious of those sorts of determinations and know that there's nothing very proprietary about a lot of this most of the time. Yeah. yeah. They did. They do point out that there's no, no obvious reason that North Korea would want to attack India. I mean, because they don't have a particularly adversarial relationship with each other. Uh, but, you know, again, as they point out, it could be a false flag or it could just be a matter of convenience. Well, so, you know, but let's say it was North Korea and let's say it was their state sponsored group. Maybe they're just practicing. I was one, I had the same, had the same thought, you know, you got to imagine that they have, uh, you know, th- they probably got tiers of, of people who are yeah. uh, you're going kind of going through the ranks and they have to prove their mettle. This is why it gets tough to really, although it's the sexy thing in the industry right now is, you know, what is your attacker thinking? What are they doing? Why are they doing it? You know, sometimes it's really tough to know. And unless you're going to get, you know, folks arrested, put in jail and get full confessions out of them, we're just guessing most of the time. Yeah, I think the counterpoint that I've that I, that I often hear is if you if you can do a, a a decent job of attribution, you you sometimes can figure out what their motivation is, and that will lead you to you know figure out you know are they gonna are they gonna keep coming back or are they you know what what specific types of data are they looking for so you can you know heighten your your acuity in certain you know, monitoring certain areas and. And things like that. So, I mean, it's not, you know, it's not entirely unreasonable, but in general, I think you're right. It, it, um, you know, it's, it, it is not entirely all that productive in, in my mind. So I know others feel differently. It's just yep. my particular soapbox. Yep. Uh, so the other, uh, the other thing was this, this was, uh, apparently, perpetrated through the highly advanced technique of uh, using infected versions of 7-zip and VNC installers. No. That, I, is that even possible? <laughs> Which, again, there's no, uh, there's no real indication of how that went down. Uh, but I kind of wonder, just given the totality of this article, I kind of wonder if this was just this particular nuclear plant getting caught up in a big net. So as in the original infection or compromise was random and yeah, exactly. Then they, they targeted it based on just, Hey, we got into somebody interesting. Let's just go for it. Exactly. Oh, we, we heard, we heard, uh, was it last, last show or the show before about the, uh, the bank in, 
in Cayman, right? Where the, 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 the bad guy said, you know, <laughs> he wasn't, he wasn't out to target them. He just happened to come across their, uh, you know, that they were running a vulnerable v, uh, VPN server and they, they looked interesting. So, I mean, it's not unheard of. Yeah. It's not everything is a easily packaged up motivation. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I do think this is the, um, I, I suspect the industrialization of, of you know, cyber attacks. And I'm sure that's not a, a term that I just coined. But Well, we've seen, we've seen other stories of uh, sites selling access to well, exactly. distinct entities. Exactly. You know, hey, I've got, a fo- I've got a foothold in RBC Corporation. I'm making that up. Uh, anybody want it? You know. Buy it from me for a hundred bucks or whatever it's going for. Right. So, so somebody's somebody's out there pushing infected seven zip and VNC installers, and then they sell the resulting access to you know to some third party, and it, that that seems more likely to me based on the the details that's in this article, which by the way doesn't negate the possibility that the you know the adversary that they found was in fact you know a nation state that, that those two things can both be true at the same time a nation state can buy access from a you know a commercial uh, you know commercial hacking gang so that's not not uh, unheard of so anyway the i think the point of this is that we really have to do a better job of instrumenting our you know our network because it, it, again in my mind i think this is not at least it didn't start off as a particularly complex attack, but certainly was appears to be trending in that direction. You know, as they point out in this in this article, it seems unlikely that this was going to you know lead to uh, you know the North Koreans causing a meltdown of the you know the uh, the nuclear power plant here uh, just because of what was infected. Uh, but it's you know again what we saw in uh, in Israel uh, sorry in Iran wrong I country oops um, you know it, it, even if they are air gapped you know there are ways around that USB it's rare that and, anything is really truly fully air gapped and unreachable right so so yeah I mean you have to rely on someone plugging a USB drive from the uh, not air-gapped computer into the air-gapped computer, and and there you go. So, anyhow, know your risks. <laughs> you make it sound so simple. Yeah, well, you know, that's why we get paid the big bucks, right? That's Well, you may be, but uh, I've been out of work for nine months, so I don't know. That's true. That's true. I've been unemployed bum. A lot, lot of stuff has changed since, you know. Well, I, you I may, mean, to you be may fair, have heard about the cloud. No. No. <laughs> no. I mean, my cats occasionally fart really bad, and there's like a cloud. <laughs> oh, dear. It's just like that, except there's just, computers. Wow. That sounds painful. No, I, I mean, to be clear, I'm not unemployed. I just am on long-term leave of absence. So it's not like I'm, if anybody out there is worried I don't have a job, I do. I just am not healthy enough to go back. But I will soon, soon, soon. Soon, yep. Worry not, my friends. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think uh, that's enough nonsense for one day, so. 
<laughs> I agree. And uh, I'll look into that cloud thing. Yeah, I recommend it highly. Is yeah. there like a Wikipedia article or anything on it I can read? Yes. Okay, good. Yes. What well, is I'll cloud? Bing, I'll bing that up. <laughs> good idea. <laughs> Pull up the old Alta Vista. All right. Well, um, <laughs> thanks, everyone. I'm glad Ask you're doing Jeeves. I'm glad you're doing well, Andy. I am. Thank uh, you. It's good to see you back, uh, back healthy. So, anyway, we will uh, we'll talk again soon. As we talked about before, we'll be hopefully much more regular now. Yeah, and uh, everybody, hope you have a great week. I'm depending on. I think I might be at an event in Atlanta uh, coming up in middle of January. I need to confirm it, but I might have a public sighting. You can come out and yell at me in person for all my stupid ideas if you like uh or maybe next show i'll put out the details once we get that confirmed so a little teaser for you awesome good to hear okay look forward to it all right thanks again everyone have a great week happy holidays and we'll talk again soon take care everybody bye-bye bye